Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to a deep fried Texas hot take. I'm your large master with me as always is Brother Bishki. Grizzly. We got Brother Lucas. The buzzsaw is back. And joining us for this trip down memory lane and into requel territory. Emphasis <laughs> on the reek. Oof. We got Brother Josh. Hey. And Brother Ben. This is about trauma. you guys willingly watched a movie called texas chainsaw massacre not the texas chainsaw massacre this is a sequel to the texas chainsaw massacre called texas chainsaw massacre with the exact same runtime, 83 minutes. 83 minutes is why we are doing this film tonight 50 years later. That t- 10 more minutes and I've said no. <laughs> like 10 more minutes and we'd be like, why the fuck would we cover that? 83 minutes? Ooh, that's the right price. So before we get into what we just witnessed. How do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream? A little schnapps. From Rotten Tomatoes, Melody, Sarah Yarkin, her teenage sister, Lilla, Elsie Fisher and their friends Dante, Jacob Lattimore, and Ruth Nell Hudson head to the remote town of Harlow, Texas to start an idealistic new business venture, (laughs) but their dream soon turns into a waking nightmare when they accidentally disrupt the home of Leatherface, the deranged serial killer whose blood-soaked legacy continues to haunt the area's residents, including Sally Hardesty, Owen Forer, the sole survivor of the infamous 1973 massacre who's hell-bent on seeking revenge. Can you wrap it up already? Period. (laughs) Schnapps is longer than the movie. Literally what I was about to say. So it's clearly, clearly the Halloween requel model where you bring back the survivor and it's the same actress, right? No, it's it's not. It's not? No, no. So we don't even have that? No, we don't even have that. We have a title and that's pretty much it. We have the lady from Mandy. And 90% title. This movie was not shot in Texas. Is that correct? Shot in Bulgaria. (laughs) Yeah. Sam Elliott's (laughs) going to have a problem. That's right. (laughs) Shot in Bulgaria. And how many times have they tried to reboot and remake this shit? Even searching on Netflix where this movie is, where it lives. You come up with like Texas Chainsaw 3D, Texas Chainsaw 2012 or 2002. Well, or that's the thing, is, is what we had the original cycle, which was what, like almost three or four 
four sequels. It was four movies. The original cycle was four movies. Four movies. Yes. Then you had the Michael Bay reboot in yes. like 2002, which Platinum was like- Dunes. The Michael Platinum. Bay reboot is like Citizen Kane compared to this Compared movie. to this, yes. Yeah. I agree. I actually quite enjoy that. And then there was a pre- It was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, right. which was also Platinum Dunes. Right. Then- Which I never saw. There was like a weird line. a 3D. Gate, 3D. Which I also oh. never saw. Yeah. And now there's this. And now there's this. Which is a direct sequel to- the 1973 right. version. Right. I'm sure they wiped out everything else. It's called yeah. a retcon. It's a retcon requel. John Slate. John Larroquette is back for the opening narration, though. It's John Larroquette again. But it lacks gravitas. It's rushed and it's yeah. forced. And well, it doesn't land. The way that they do it is they have it playing in like a gift shop. This this true crime documentary, <clears> and he's <throat> doing the same kind of narration in it. They just wanted to get him back in because he's still kicking. Another question we had was, how old is Leatherface? If this is set in the Tesla current time period. 1973, 50 years. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> in his mid-20s. Mid, mid-20s, mid so he's probably about 75. Yeah, he is at least. the fastest spryest wiriest 75 year old most aggressive virile (laughs) horny killer (laughs) horny for his mama so the setup there is no setup no there is the setup of this movie the influencers going to this ghost town yes to start anew to get away from the madness of the city and to start a utopia, an influencer utopia here. The madness of Austin. Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely infuriating to me. Oh, because like I hate with a passion this model that new horror movies are doing where they feel the need to tack on the message yes. or the context yes. because like famously like that, like that black Christmas reboot that came out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I yeah. also never they, saw they, it's, it's so heavy handed. Well, yeah. so, and I feel like all these, all the, like the movies that they're trying to emulate do all this much better because yeah. they're doing it subtextually. Like, yes. you know, like the night of the living dead is about like dealing with like the, the, the after effects of the Vietnam war. And you or, don't have to yell it. Yeah. While you're doing it. It's there. It's in the DNA of this movie, but it's not. You have to throw a be- Confederate flag up on it. Yeah, they don't it. need to have like the self-driving Tesla and like the yeah. weird like kind of like gentrification aspect of it all. So can I just yeah. jump in here and say, not to step on LT's bonus features, but. My bonus but as features. I under- but no, but as I understand it, there was originally a different director. Yeah. And a different screenwriter. I will. I don't know how the credits washed out sure. here, but as I understand it, the whole crew is in Belgrade shooting for like a full week or ten days, Whoa. and then Legendary or Netflix, whoever it was, came to them and said, "No, no, 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 we have a new draft of the script." And yes. the director was like, "And the director was like, no, 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 no. I did not agree to do this like critique." Sarah well, I, he. As I understood it, he was specifically objecting to a bunch of like the Zoomer oh. woke like critique yeah. that's going on. He was just like, this is too on the nose. Fuck all of this. He I'm was not right. Into, I'm not, I'm not into <laughs> this. And that's what 
Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, because it, it really, it's really bad. It's just flat. Like, it's, it's not scary. Not it's not funny. And it's when, the, when the bus loads of people show up that are potential investors in this town and they're all like taking selfies and being like, yeah, this is great. And they're having a little block party. None of those people have any lines. There's like one woman that has a name and some lines and yeah. everybody else is just generally milling around, which leads me to believe that they were probably Bulgarian. Right. <laughs> oh, good call. Yeah. Because they don't have any lines. So that's the setup. And all of our main hero characters, these four young folks, they are so unlikable. Like, I would rather have brunch with Leatherface than with any of these people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and we don't even know who the lead is because it cross cuts between like yeah. the characters until one by one they die. Like you even, think it's the girl from eighth grade. Right. Who, unfortunately, this is what she chose to do. Oof. And it doesn't Gucci, help her at all. Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, her character's having hurt. flashbacks Good throughout hurt. of surviving a school shooting. Oh. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have quit over that if I was the original director. It's like, it's like, why? I'd be like, oh, which, why? Which, which flashbacks were in the original and all the other sequels? Oh, zero, none, got it. So why the fuck are we having it in ours? And if we are... It's got to pay off in like such a big way and it doesn't really. It's just, no. it's, again, it's like just pointless. It's just contrived. Yeah. It's all contrived. And it's just such a bummer. Like it's such a bummer. Such a bummer. I'm, like, I'm trying to have fun. Is anything watching... in this movie fun? No. Well, here's what I will say. I was kind of getting glimmers of what could have been. Sure. So the first. The first kill. The first kill. Salad dragon. Salad dragon. So the first kill, that's the test of a horror movie is what exactly happened with the first kill. We all screamed. We all screamed because it was a combination of disgusting and creative. So what's happening? I don't even want to I don't even want to get into this plot, but Leatherface is trying to nurse his mom back to health in the back of a sheriff's van. And she's played by Alice Krieg, who this is kind of just the roles she does now is the creepy matriarch character. Uh, I guess she's been doing it since Sleepwalkers, but she passes away. Leatherface don't like that. And he decides to take it out on the poor hapless deputy that's in the back with him. From what I can recall, (laughs) the deputy (laughs) reaches his arm out to him to stop him from trying to inject his mom with a full tank of oxygen And Leatherface grabs his arm, bends it backwards so that the bones break out of the skin. And then he takes those bone shards and shoves them into the guy's neck. And then while he's gurgling on his own blood, his gun goes off and shoots the dude driving the van, Mm -hmm. thus plunging it into an accident. And it is... Yeah, there's a glimmer of something there. It's exciting. It's cool looking. It just reminded me of like, you know, the early aughts with like the torture porn and the yes. What what was that? New French, new French extremity or high tension? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it is so outrageously gory. Yes. That I was like, oh, it's transcendent. But yeah, that, yeah. But, that, but that scene confused me because 
I even though I was awake, I was fully conscious. Oh, Lucas. My eyes glued to this big bright screen. Lucas couldn't believe for the life of him that, that Leatherface that, that, was in the back of this van. He's like, yeah, no, he's no. still in the house. No, because he's it, still in the house. The scene before that was the mom and the kid were at the bottom of the stairs, cut to Leatherface at the top of the stairs. The mom goes, Go back in your room. And then he then carries the cops her come out. in, and then the mom starts freaking out, and then all I see are the cops taking her out, putting her in a van, and then all yeah. of a sudden, like, I'm going, Where's Leatherface? How come they're not talking about Leatherface? Lucas. Didn't they see Leatherface? And like no one says yeah, anything. There is no doubt. This is a then all sloppy, of a sudden Leatherface is in movie. the van. Yeah. And I'm like, the fucking cops are like, oh, let's just put him in the van. Like he's this a This movie guy. commits a lot of sins, but I watched Leatherface get in the fucking Dude, van. Yeah. Lucas, well, you stroked I, out during that part. And you couldn't a, get over it. Probably a half second shot. I yeah, well, I mean I, I'm with both of you because I remember <laughs> seeing the shot of him in the van yes. from outside yeah. and being like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Why is there a random old guy in the van I right think, now? I think we just can't accept how uncool it is that Leatherface is walking around in the daytime, like walking around. Like he shouldn't be doing that just just yet. You know, like he should be hidden. He should have a creepier entrance. But alas, at least he starts killing soon enough and he cuts the face off of. One, see, one of the dudes. And that was like actually another kind of cool because the way that was shot is he's sort of out of focus in yep. the background and you see him doing something. And you, you see the get, girl like kind of looking at him through the side mirror. Yeah. Well, and and it's those glimmers where I was like, oh, maybe this is why everyone signed up yeah. to do this. But in the field of dead sunflowers. Somebody got really excited over that imagery, yeah. which I mean, it's cool. But to what end, really? But to what end? You know, what do we think of Leatherface's new mask? Nah. I thought it looked kind of dopey. You couldn't really see it. Yeah, he looked sad. It looked like a, <laughs> a melting, sad pumpkin that was left out in like early November, like after Halloween's <laughs> yeah. long since passed. It looked, it kind of reminded me of one of the drawings from um, Scary Stories to Tell in the yes, Dark. Yes. There's like that, that old woman. Yep drawing and i was like oh 100 and but not in a good way that's an unfavorable comparison because yeah. like it's because that shouldn't be fit. here no that shouldn't be in this i mean just if i can say something about a leather face like i just came off watching 1974 Texas change some massacre last night and leather face is relentless this is more like halloween more yes. like mike myers creeping around slowly doing stupid shit not making sense like yeah. i'm talking about the the halloween requels by the way yes like just poorly done like you have to have leatherface chasing people with chainsaws to the death yeah and throwing them up on meat hooks like immediately like you can't have him just kind of like crawling around a house it just it it's just not, pissed me off yeah just pissed me off it's not where we needed to be but there's a bit of rain that that blows into town and rains on this uh, influencer block party. So they take it inside the bus and they have a little party bus in there. And from the second they start partying in this like black lit party bus area, you just know Leatherface is going to end up on the party bus. And they take such Lucas is so riveted. They take such (laughs) contrived strides to get him on that bus. Like people, do a chain reaction of the stupidest things. They open the bus door. The bus driver gets out for no reason. No reason. And then his head flies back into the bus. And before you know it, Leatherface is on the bus. He, I'm not going to call this a salad because the scene just 
It's not cool. No, it's not even a crouton. It's just, no. it's, it's just, we thought we wanted it, but we didn't. It's just, you know what it is? It actually kind of reminded me of um, Friday the 13th part, part seven. Yeah. Jason goes to Manhattan. Eight. Oh, eight. Sorry. Yes. Where they're all on the party boat yep. going to Manhattan. Yes. yes. And then you think it's going to be fucking awesome because Jason, and not. then it's like not. No. Yeah, it's it's this all over again. Yeah. It reminded me of Jeepers Creepers too, with all the high schoolers stuck on a bus with a creature I, stalking I and killing Creepers. them. He goes, Leatherface <laughs> goes into the party area of the bus, and instantly all the influencers just instinctively raise their phones to start recording him or live streaming him. And the dude, the main dude says, try anything you cancel, bro. Wow. And he tries something and he cancels them with his chainsaw. And he just, he just cuts everybody up. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to do it, have the music pumping. Yeah. It is so joyless. You it's need a joyless. needle drop. You need a yeah. you need a huge you need the biggest <clears throat> needle drop that you could afford. Wap. Yeah. <laughs> you need Put something your whole budget into it. You need something hilarious. You need like eyes without a face. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I was gonna say That'd like be great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Party rock? What what's it? Oh, LMFAO. LMFAO. Yeah. You need LMFAO. Yes. Yeah. Just just LMFAO for the rest of the movie. Just, oh just fucking slather it. But alas, it's just kind of, you know, grinding score as he as he dispatches everybody. And then we're just left with the two sisters and our original survivor woman from the original coming back. And her confrontation with Leatherface is so frustrating. Oh, she has a shotgun. She's all badass. They set her up as just being the ultimate she's Laurie got, Strode. She's Sarah gutting a pig when we meet her. And and she and we learn that since the original confrontation, she's become a Texas Ranger. I'm like, wait, we did. Yeah. Oh. She became a ranger to try and catch Leatherface like that was like. That yeah yeah that, I think that was like I literally that was her hat that was like some gift shop thing where I she was like that. yeah and so I'm like oh shit she's a Texas Ranger in the legendary tradition of Chuck Norris Texas <laughs> Ranger she's gonna come and like fuck shit up yes which oh, yeah. I was like it's all set on the up. one hand she's I was like five oh, great like. This. Which to me would have been much better than how it turned out. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's in the model of Laurie Strode in the new Halloween, but it would have been much better than what happened. She has the shotgun trained right at his head. He's sitting on a bed, just waxing nostalgic about his mommy. And she doesn't pull the trigger. She just says a bunch of bullshit. He walks right past her. He walks out. He goes outside. And then as he's putting the other girls in danger, she runs out and starts shooting him as if like, what, what changed? You're just out in the rain now. You're just under the rain machine. So it's more dramatic now. It's like, bad is that- blocking. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad blocking. <sighs> and it's so weird because like there's all this stuff where, you know, she beckons the girls into her car and is like, stay in here. But then she's like, I'm going to use you as bait. So she has, she has this ruthlessness about her. Clearly she's wanting to put these two girls in danger, but Oh, Leatherface is having a sad moment. So I can't shoot. She still has him dead to rights and she doesn't do anything. 
So we're not on her side. We're not on anybody's side. I was on Leatherface's side pretty much 100% yeah. of the time. I'm like, yeah. slice with wild abandon, Leatherface, and please. Then she, and then when she does have her moment where she's like listing off the names of the of the victims, yes. and then she's like, say my name, and then she misses. She goes to fire and she misses. Uh, Leatherface doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. He doesn't she, talk. She's like, say my name. Oh, you don't remember me? I'm like, he's giving you no indication either way. That he has a brain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just could be like mental no, illness. Yeah, you don't no know your name. It's it's just the whole movie is joyless and frustrating, and that's not what you want in something like this. Like people are coming to this for a thrill. They yeah, want a good requel. It, it would have been a it would have been a way cooler showdown if Laurie Strode or excuse me, uh, Sally Hardesty, like <laughs> creeped in on Leatherface with her shotgun, not her AR fifteen, but a shotgun. And like had him dead to rights and you think she's going to shoot him. And then like she drops the shotgun and then reveals that we haven't seen behind her back, like her own chainsaw. Sure. And she's like fighting yeah. chain with chain, you know, and it's like chain on chain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Chain Mandy took it there already, but like <clears throat> give us something. Well, like, Phantasm too took it there before Mandy. But anyway, yeah. Lucas, was that just, was that just a library, right though? Lucas, you were talking a lot about a library, so, right? So yeah, you got so one. It's a library, right? Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So yeah, the, the movie actually inspired it or triggered it because like, yeah, at first you, warning. Yeah. At first you think it's just these kids just driving cross country or coming to a ghost town or whatever. <laughs> but then it's like, we've got to get this Confederate flag down because our bus of investors is pulling up. Yep. That's all part of the movie. And then when I was realizing that this is contemporary and this is like 50 years later and this takes place, you know, now, I was like, man, the original idea that Toby Hooper got for the original Texas Chainsaw was he was at a department store during Christmas time and it was packed. There was like tons of shoppers like shoulder to shoulder and he was feeling a little like agoraphobic or a little like claustrophobic or whatever. And he like randomly it was like in a Sears or something and walked by a hardware section that had like a Black & Decker chainsaw and he thought, man, if I just got that chainsaw... I could like do some damage or get out of this mall. And yeah. like, boom, that was like that. The premise was born from that little seed. And here I was like, oh man, South by Southwest. Imagine a huge, like Terrence Malick, <laughs> oh. like Nine of Cups festival where you're shooting like real footage, real B roll of real people. And then you kind of cheat. You like, you cut into the carnage and, and it's like, let's say, I don't know how you contrive it. So other face somehow wanders into South by, but like, <laughs> That would be baller, right? Instead of a party and bus, how it's did like he it's, get it's, the, it's, it's, the full pass. <laughs> <laughs> he wore the guy's face. He wore the security's face. Yeah, they're doing retinal scanning now, so he just crammed his eyeball <laughs> into his own socket. But yeah, I basically thought drop Leatherface into South by Southwest uh, yeah. film and music festival, and you're yeah. onto something. If you're gonna That's kill cool. hipsters, send them right into South by Southwest. You could still have a party bus. Yeah, damn. And and then you could make it meta, where the Sally Hardesty, Laurie Strode character. They like someone has done a documentary yeah, on yeah, her, yeah. and the documentary is like premiering. So Leatherface yeah. is and, like killing people and while John while, there yeah, while like narration. original footage is brought like projecting like the the Matrix Resurrections. You know when they walk can, into the room and it's like projecting. Can we have the podcasters from the uh, Halloween? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, yes. yes. It also functions as a prequel <laughs> origin story to their podcast. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. And I, I, 
they're running the Q and A with Sally Hardesty. Yes. Yes. And, they, and they get podcasts from Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> yes. This is more of a comment than a question. <laughs> I have a yeah. two part question. Leatherface just steps up to the, the microphone, just like plays his like chainsaw onto the microphone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's get to these chainsaw bones. Let's see. Brother Ben, you are first to bone. Oh, first to bone. First to bone. Uh, yeah, this one is really weird because <laughs> it is. What, what did you say, Brother Bishke? It's it's 83 minutes long? Yeah, 83. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It is 83 minutes long. Yeah. And it simultaneously felt like 10 minutes long because just. Yes. I can't woof it. I can't, <laughs> can't do woof it. it. Because of that first kill sequence, sure, I get it. I I see glim glimmers of something there. Yeah, but this is largely largely worthless. Yeah, but I can't. I cannot woof it for that first kill. Glimmers of a better movie. We should just call from our Dune Lodgecast flashes of Zendaya. <laughs> you can see the flashes of Zendaya. Yes, flashes of Zendaya. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it half a bone. Half a bone. Half a bone. Roger Ebert Memorial. I hate it, hate it, hated this movie. All right. Half a bone from Brother Ben. Mm, Brother Lucas, lay waste. Uh, I was just sitting here thinking more on like other possible alternate live rewrites. And <laughs> He's I, I, in the I, zone. I think I came up with something a little more compelling to me at least. Oh, more, shit. More Here we go. A double live rewrite. <laughs> Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! So the lead of the movie should have been the 8th grade Gucci uh, actress whose name I forget. Sure. Elsie Fisher. Thank you. And it should have been written into the story uh, canon Mm. that she's Sally Hardesty's uh, granddaughter. Sure, why not? And what's interesting is that when you watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 which was the uh, direct sequel that Toby Hooper made himself because Canon Films paid him like a million dollars back in 1986 when that meant something. It's a lot of cocaine. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to make a horror movie. I'm going to make a satire. And like no one really got that until like way after the fact. So in part two, the opening scrawl <laughs> says it, it recaps the first film. And yeah. It says Sally Hardesty was found blood caked and babbling crazy about like a house of horrors that she barely escaped from. And then she slips into catatonia. Right. So I would open the film with the eighth grade girl having to go say goodbye to her grandmother, who's now convalescing in hospice on her deathbed, hasn't spoken in 50 years. Okay. And the family, you know, leaves the room to go get a sandwich or a Coke at the vending machine. Have a Coke and a smile. And all of a sudden, grandma's muttering something, whispering something. It's like the death rattle, right? And and she tries to like call people back to the room, but she knows time is is short. So she leans forward and, and, and it's like Sally Hardesty just muttering one word. Rosebud? Uh, Harlow, the name of the town where 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 it all went down, right? And and so the family comes back. Grandma's passed away. Did she say anything? Granddaughter's like, nope, didn't say anything. But then she goes home, does a little light research, Starts gets a, a podcast, gets a yeah, gets a bunch of her friends who are podcasters <laughs> to go investigate <laughs> what her dead grandmother got mixed up in or whatever. And maybe this will you know 
add clarity or something so they, they yeah, return leave, leave the real estate shit out of yeah, it that's they, what i was gonna say this is tracking way more than opening great. a fucking restaurant yeah this they they open they yeah they they oh, they do an investigation they go back to the scene of the crime the original and they find and, geriatric leather face yes yeah, yeah and they find like the clint eastwood leather face like a leather face oh, who's, fuck. who's like yeah. mask doesn't fit yeah. well anymore like yeah. he's falling off because he's so gaunt and yeah. he's got gout and he's like just not well or maybe he's in a wheelchair like like Franklin who he killed in the first or it's Franklin's wheelchair that is using from the yeah. first one. Yes. You know, you really can just go deep with it. Deep. And that shows a love for the source material that this shows none of. More love in the last minute than this whole movie yes. had. Yes. So I'll give it one bone because oh. it's it's oh. a concept like the Texas Chainsaw. You're IP. getting high off your own rewrites. Yeah, it's bone. it's worth it's worth giving a chance. And this movie is so bad it makes me want to not only revisit Leatherface, which was the third film, and then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Next Generation, as the fourth film, and then all the other ones I That's missed. The one with McConaughey and Zellweger. Yes, which yeah, I guess was supposed to be a horror movie, but but <laughs> it wasn't very scary or funny or whatever. But yeah, I just feel like you really need uh, a Kevin Feige like maestro to oversee the the Texas Chainsaw universe. cinematic universe. Yeah, you want it? That's a full bone from the hothead. All right, brother Josh, let's go down to Texas <sighs> by way um, of Bulgaria. I think by and large, this movie is just unwatchable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As I said before, like I'm so sick and tired of overwrought messages. Yes. This also just had a level of meanness to it Mm -hmm. as well, especially with the angle. Like I couldn't get a good grasp on the politics of it all. The politics were really kind of weird in it. Like the the mechanic uh, contractor guy, like you don't. Are we, is he a hero? Like, yeah. where is he coming from? Like, what? <sighs> yeah, and then, then then there's this weird, like, you know, like, oh, we love our town and we love our, like, rural Texas stuff. And, you know, I get it, preserving community from, like, this kind of gentrification, all that stuff. Like, I get it. But at 83 minutes, it's always going to be undercooked. Yeah. <laughs> so why even go in that direction? Yeah, and it just, like, felt really sour to me. And then the whole trying to reinvent Leatherface as this kind of, again, like misunderstood um, orphan Michael Myers character, <laughs> where it's like, oh, he's like, you know, he, he revives at the end, even despite them watching him drown, basically, yeah. which also don't. If you have, <laughs> a, cha- if you have a chainsaw, <laughs> don't just like scrape the guy in the face. Maybe like plunge it into him and just let it run for like a couple minutes. I don't know. That's what I would <laughs> Those do. Those are some hot Josh um, tips. And, th- and then like the school shooting stuff, which is such a bummer to Unnecessary. me. Unnecessary. Just everything just felt like, I don't know. I, was just, I just felt bummed out by that movie. Like I get yeah. it. We got some glee from that kill at the beginning. But then again, <laughs> it was in service of this weird gentrification like yeah. narrative that was going through it. And it just wasn't satisfying. And I, I love the first film so much. I yeah. think it's such a perfect it's horror pure. movie. It's pure. Because there's no backstory. There's no nothing. You don't get any explanation of anything. It's just like murder, mayhem, insanity. And then it's done. Yeah. It's done and out. And you and, get it. And so this movie's a wolf. Woof. Wow. A, I just, there's nothing, there's, there was nothing for me at the end of the day. I just think I, I, I can't, it. it's just, it's a wolf. Hey, it's I terrible. Get it. I get it. 
Brother Bishki, you yeah, have you have trickster. a little you have a little skin in this uh, you have a little leathery skin in this game after just watching yeah just watch the one it had been number many years since I've seen the original and uh, it still holds up I'd say three and a half bones is I think the low budgetness to the original is a key to it oh yeah the gra- oh yeah the graininess the grittiness. The barbecue, the Texasness, the sound design <laughs> the, is amazing. Yeah, the actual Texasness, the actual Texasness, which I did not feel in this movie at all. It I was, was like, legitimately hot in the first film. Yes, like, it was. It was hundreds hot. of degree. You could hear the Texas radio in the background all the time. Like yeah. it was just solid. And once Leatherface shows up, it just goes nuts for the rest of the film. This is different and much worse. <laughs> and I don't know. We've covered it here. <laughs> It's just, it's the only thing I like about it is 83 minutes. Yes. So for that, I will give you the, for giving it the exact runtime of the original film, (laughs) I will give you the Roger Ebert Memorial half bone. Boom. If you you went 10 minutes longer, you'd get a wolf, but you gave us 83 minutes and that's all you get. Yeah. I mean, Lucas's live rewrites, they always, they always put things in perspective. It's like, if you just tried a little harder, you could have come up with an angle that wasn't allergic to to quality that like none of this was scary in the least no. it was gross it was gross yeah like when she's under the floorboards and he slices through a sewage pipe and covers her in shit oh mm. why but it's not fun you're not screaming and laughing as much as you should be we scream together when something was gross and when the dude gets his knee hit with a sledgehammer and his mm. leg bends the wrong way. That was interesting. Like the arrival aliens. Yes. <laughs> but then as Leatherface is just pounding his face into a literal pulp, wh- what are we supposed to do with that? Like, mm. it's not dialed in right. The fun isn't there. And I also have to go with a Roger Memorial half bone. I can't go woof, though, because that first kill is so sweet. That's right. Oh, it's such a flash of Zendaya. <laughs> and and there should have been more of it. And I don't know what they're going to do with this. Are they going to sequel this requel? Like, what are they going to probably do? Prob- do them, prob- ima- imagine every sequel just being in that same Bulgarian ghost town where it's uh, like the same location. Harlow, you know, back to Harlow. Oh where it's just like they they it, we, they use rain last time. So I don't know how they'll dress snow. it differently. Yeah, be maybe snowing. there'll be more sunflowers. Oh, I mean, actually legit Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the snow. Would Why be not? Cool. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Throw any any new twist at this and it would have been better than what it is. But also I just realized like going back to the original and going back again to all these like new ones i realized in all these older ones and especially the original texas chainsaw massacre there's a healthy level of camp to all of it sure like it just campy kitschy like kind of jokey especially with the family yeah like that Mm -hmm. family is so like you know just like you know backwater stereotypes that are so like over the top and i i don't get any of that in in this you know it was a real turning point for me in my cinematic upbringing when i remember i was at a twins game with my uncle my uncle craig what's up craig and he kind of blew my mind a little bit because i i was buzzing off of the deer hunter at the time and i was telling him how great the deer hunter was and how it was my favorite film it's the best film ever made whoa and he's like you know what when you're older, you're going to look at that movie and you're going to think to yourself, 
the director was an asshole and it's a bad movie. Wow. I'm like, I was like, excuse me, excuse me. And he also told me, cause I told him I had just seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre and he's like, that's a hilarious movie. And I'm like, are you, are you fucking with me? Uncle? Like that is the most fucked up movie I've ever seen. He's like, it's funny. Look at it. It's a comedy. And he just blew my mind. I was like, okay. So when I watched it again, I was like, this is funny. I allowed myself to laugh and it was even better. So love and yeah. light to Craig. Love Craig. and light to Craig. No. True. Craig, prescient. And I also Age brings wisdom. It is funny. I also played him graffiti bridge on my Walkman on the way to the game. And he said it was bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, well, his deer hunter take wasn't necessarily right. Either. Yeah, he, he was giving me a lot to think about is the key. And Texas Chainsaw as a comedy is the way to look at it. And aside from the influencer saying, try anything and you're canceled. This isn't a comedy in the least. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. you fucked up. You fucked up. I would have liked to have seen the original vision of this, whatever that was, but I assume mm. I assume it wasn't much better. I want all the Lucas live rewrite <laughs> to exist in this cinematic universe to yes. come to life. Run every single Texas Chainsaw property. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, Brother Ben and Brother Josh, thank you so much for going down to Texas with us. Yeehaw! I guess it was a pleasure. Howdy, yeah. howdy, howdy. Uh, well, we did it together. Remember, yeah, yeah. the Almost real one a.m. The real Texas chainsaws were the ma- ones we massacred along the way. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, love and light to that. Vroom, vroom. Murder, mayhem, insanity, and then it's done.